Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is WEEI Late Night with KJ Carson on WEEI. Bill, my guy Shime over here says that he feels like Mac has an issue when it comes to seeing the field. Um, Shime, I don't want to speak for you, but um, uh, are you, Bill? Do you see that from time at times when it comes to Mac? I think that's one of his strengths. I think he sees the field pretty good. But yeah, okay. sure, Shime's got his opinion. That's fine. No, I think he sees the field pretty well. <laughs> yeah, just do what we do. We don't pay any attention to Shime's opinions either, Bill. I, 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 you yeah, and I, are, I talk to a wall here. <laughs> you and I are, are in the same on the same page when it comes to that. Late night. W-E-E-I, it's KJ. Thank you so much for hanging out. 617-779-7937, text line 37937. Oh, get a spine, boys, there in the Greg Hill Show. Those guys sounded like Mac Jones, how he looks in the pocket, asking Bill, like, uh, Shime says, that's great, Shime says, and then Bill, all he says, well, what Shime thinks, and they're like, oh, but it was a very good question. Does Mac Jones have a problem seeing the field? which is the larger scale question, is Mac Jones broken? Now, here's, here's just follow the logic. When you start to make a lot of excuses for someone's poor output, they start to crack. It's like Humpty Dumpty on the wall, right? If you think that Humpty Dumpty didn't have any cracks before he fell off the wall, listen to the story. Humpty Dumpty did a lot of things, a lot of moving around. By the time he fell off of the wall, the crack breaking was the last thing. But Mac is not broken. Mac is just mediocre. Can you come to that understanding yet? See, because when you're average, no one really ever uses the word above average. And there's nothing been above average about Mac Jones since college. So I was like, okay, if, if, if people are saying that Mac is broken, where, where was he not broken? Where, where did he have no cracks in the shell? Where was the confidence? And I said, I have to go back to Alabama the one year he played. And my God, you would think this guy is about to set the world on fire. Listen to some of the passing yards in his games. This is Mac Jones we're talking about. 303, 435, 417, three straight games, 291, 283, 302, 385, 227, 
418, 297, and 464 in a national championship game. Does that sound broken to you? No. It's just the environment didn't make him seem mediocre. Alabama, at best, was giving up 200, point, 200 yards a game to their opponents. Total. So when you're throwing for all those things, you know that you can see the field, throw the ball extensively. But once Mac gets to the pros, 281, 186, there's a 229 in there, there's a 307, 217, 139, 19, 227, 213, 13, 194 and 190 and 147, the last two games. The last three games, 13, 194, 147. Mediocrity. It's just what it has to come down to. That's what the conversation has to be. That maybe Mac Jones is never really going to be above average. Remember last year, the Pro Bowl, it was a replacement. It wasn't a vote-in. But we'll go with the narrative. He was a Pro Bowler last year. Then there's the narrative. He led the team last year to the playoffs. He did a lot of things in December. He's not broken. He's average. And that's okay. If that's what you want it to be. See, Humpty Dumpty, his blessing was that the sidewalk and the wall were not hot. Because Humpty Dumpty would have been a fried egg. Mac Jones is not a fried egg. He's just cracked on the wall, but he's not broken. He's average. And again, when one is average, rarely does it fluctuate to the above average. You may occasionally see that, but sometimes it just feels like the narrative is being forced that Mac is better than he is. Here's Mac on Maloney Fourier uh, Mego with the now infamous false reality seeing ghost here it is a lot of different things can happen um it can look like one thing but it's something else so you just got to listen to your coaches and the your teammates around you to kind of see what happened and um there's a lot of factors that go into it that you can't see ghost you don't see ghosts that's the ghosts are not there and this is what i mentioned about the jets game I said, be careful of the Jets game because it could be the reverse seeing ghost Sam Darnold revenge game for the Jets. And what do you know? A penalty saved that. Humpty almost fell off the wall and cracked completely. I think at some point, the fan base just has to say that Mac is a serviceable quarterback. This is not going to be a superstar. I don't know if, I'll put it this way, if the defense gets bent a lot in a game, we're not going to see those Alabama numbers. (laughs) Tell me you could see Mac Jones throwing in a game for 340 yards in some type of shootout and being efficient, right? Like four touchdowns, maybe one pick. Can you visualize that yet? I can't. 617-779-7937. 
Text line 37937. Joe, welcome back, man. It's good to have you, bro. Thank you, sir. This is uh, quite the quite the topic because, I, I mean, were we really expecting Mac Jones to be like Tom Brady 2.0 or the next big thing bigger Look, than Mahomes or Lamar? No, no, no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Because it's all within the New England construct, right? If you want bellwethers of what people really want someone to be, just watch the jersey sales. Mac Jones was like the number six selling jersey last year of all the players, like including Brady, and Brady's the top selling jersey in like North Dakota. So when you're selling a bunch of jerseys, you're trying to sell a narrative that, hey, this is a superstar on the rise. People were saying that, hey, this was the best rookie quarterback of last year, but now we look back, virtually all of them were either average or bad. So Mac was average and the rest were bad. Justin Fields was bad last year. Trevor Lawrence really didn't move the needle last year. If anything, Davis Mills probably was the closest in comparison to what Mac Jones did, but because Houston's so horrible, Davis Mills never gets in the conversation. Average, and that is okay. The people who are really kind of pulling for Bailey Zappi will always tell you, like, hey, look, I'd love to see Zappi in there. But, you know, Max got to pretty much stink it up in order for Bailey to get in there. It's not saying you don't want to see Matt getting a chance. But look, if if the starting quarterback is average and the third string is average, aren't things kind of equal? But no, when you invest, invest in the jersey sales and this is the person, and I get it, you know, we have a relationship with the team. He talks to the afternoon show on Mondays. You want that? You want him to be there for that. But damn, if Bill didn't give uh, Bailey Zappi a shot to do the conversation when he was in there for a couple of games, they're like, try it out. See how you like these shoes. That's why in the game against the Colts, while the special teams and the defense had to show up and show off to cover the sins of the offense. Here's Bill Belichick after the game talking about the team having better continuity. Listen to the words. Well, we had more success when we've been in control of the game and, you know, dictated the situation to our opponents. You know, we didn't really have that in, in Chicago. And uh, so, again, it's complimentary football. Just everybody, everybody performing well. Coverage, the pass rush, they play off each other. Can't really have one without the other. A lot of our pressure on the quarterbacks due to good coverage. Um, a lot of our coverage is due to good pressure on the quarterback. So we combine those things. That's that's good team defense. You know, we'll just have to continue to to try to play that way to play good complementary football with you know all the units working together. Um, that's really the key for us. <laughs> he I, did he say offense in that complementary football? He was talking about the defense, and the defense saved Humpty from potentially cracking in front of everybody. Yeah, it's not the defense. It's more the defense complementing the offense, the way it sounds. No, it's more like the defense covering for the offense. It's literally, I have a best friend, Matt. If Matt's listening to the show, forgive me, Matt, for telling this story. But we're in high school. Matt, you know, was on the wrestling team. A lot of girls liked him and everything. So Matt knew that because I was such an affable guy and girls like me as friends, nothing more than that and so forth, that they would believe what I would say. So Matt would tell me the lie, but he knew that I could deliver the lie to the second or third girlfriend in such a straight face 
that she would never end up being mad at me because she would believe that I was lied to as well. I played defense for Matt. <laughs> right? He's the one making the mistakes. He's the one that's causing the errors. He's the one that's going to have people going, what is actually going on? And here I am with the straightest of face doing my job saying, you know, look, I, I know he went to the rec- he went to the record store to grab a couple of CDs, but he said he'd be back in a half hour. I'll tell you what, like check back in like 90 minutes. He might be back. Okay. Close the door. Psh, okay, bro. She's gone. That That's covering up for the offensive. And that's what the defense is doing. That's the complimentary football that Bill's talking about, is the covering of the sins of the average Mac Jones, which is it's not a problem. I mean, if you're good with this franchise, having an average quarterback until maybe the next one comes along, that's cool, if you think so. Maybe that's why so many people screamed so loud when Bailey Zappi was brought into the game because average came in for average, and one looks to be a little more above the average. Yeah, I think everyone's just looking at the past 20 years of what the Patriots did, and it's like, we it's want not this even, success it's, now. It's not even that. It's about what's in front of you now. I keep telling everybody, Matt Patricia's not going anywhere. Joe Judge is not going anywhere. Josh McDaniels is not going to get fired. Bill O'Brien is not leaving Alabama unless you're making the phone call now. Hey, you, you know you guys got two losses, so is, is Bill available now? Maybe, but Bill O'Brien would be a huge stretch over it. Like, it would, like if I'm Bill O'Brien's agent right now, I'd be like, I don't know, man. Maybe you kind of hold out for that indie situation. <laughs> I'm just saying, you, you might be the head coach in two weeks. You just don't know. But I mean, granted, both of us could be the indie coach next. No, week, so. well, here's the thing. What I'm getting at is this. Nothing is going to change in the immediate. And if Mac Jones continues to kind of be sludging oil in this offensive scheme, whether you like this, nobody likes the scheme. Nobody's sitting here saying, I, I, I like the scheme that Patricia and Judge have put together. Nobody's saying that. But it is what it is. And that's what you have to deal with. And if one is just going to trudge in the mud and the other one moves a little bit better, that has to be the consideration. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. More on Is Mac Broken? More on the Patriots plus the Celtics. They get an easy win tonight. Uh, hang out. We've got more of Late Night with KJ going on. But right now it's time to trend with Joe Braverman. The Greg Hill Show. Weekdays, 6 to 10. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now on WEI and WEI.com. The Celtics were at the Garden tonight to play the Detroit Pistons. They easily win that game at 128-112. to Celtics were 18-46 of from three, including Sam Hauser, who gets 24 off the bench. He went 6-12 of from three. But, of course, the story were the two Jays. Jason Tatum with 31 points, 26 of them in the second half, and Jalen Brown with 30 points. The Celtics will welcome the two-time reigning MVP, Nikola Jokic, and the Denver Nuggets to Boston on Friday night. Tip-off for that game will be at 7. Staying in the NBA, the Brooklyn Nets will remove the interim tag from Jacques Vaughn and make him the head coach in Brooklyn. This comes days after it was reported suspended Celtics coach Ime Udoka was the front-runner. According to reports, Nets owner Joe Sy was urged not to hire Udoka from quote-unquote stronger voices. 
Bruins had a notable change at practice today with Charlie McAvoy on the first line of defense with Hampus Lindholm. Still no confirmation, though, from head coach Jim Montgomery about whether Charlie McAvoy will make his season debut tomorrow night against the Calgary Flames. And a little side note here, KJ, Andrew Raycroft, who's a weekly guest on Gresham Keefe, has yeah. been pushed back an hour just to hold out if there's a possible announcement on one McAvoy. So it might be a little uh, delay on that appearance for the specific news. Yeah, just show up for the regular time. I'm sure they'll appreciate it. (laughs) Hang out for an hour. (laughs) We are only a few hours away from the start of MLB Free Agency. That kicks off at midnight. And before then, the Red Sox making a few minor moves here. Right-hander James Paxton exercised his player option for next season, which will pay him $4 million. Earlier in the week, Paxton's two-year $26 million option was declined. And outfielder Rob Refsnyder have agreed to a one-year deal to avoid arbitration. Sticking with the Red Sox, according to the New York Post, Red Sox owner John Henry is a possible bidder to buy the Washington Commanders only days after Fenway Sports Group put up Liverpool Football Club up for sale. I'm Joe Braverman, and that's what's trending on Boston Sports Original WEEI. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I feel like mentally he's kind of lost some confidence because of all the stuff that's going on around him. And, you know, he's just not taking those chances no more. He's not as as accurate. Do you notice that from him? Or have you ever been in that situation where you have to try to find and build that confidence back up because of a situation outside of the game that might have affected you on the field? 100%, Wiggy. 100%. You know, he's he's still a young man, and uh, he's dealing with all the adversity that you know, you want to see a quarterback to be able to come through. I, you know, and Mac is the one that led his team to the playoffs last year. And I would say, yes, Wiggy, there's no question that his confidence has been shaken. But again, it's it's a teaching moment for Coach Belichick and for Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. I mean, they got to find out whether this kid has got the, you know, uh, I guess you want to say balls of steel. That's really the only best way I could play it. Uh, turn it up, Joe. Turn it up. How's it supposed to go, Mac? You're broken. Yeah, what it takes, Mac. We pick that chin up. Go back and get that Alabama football. Romance it. Oh. Uh, can you playing like this? Late night, W-E-E-I. Oh, the memories on the beach. Please, please, don't tell your parents. But look, that's Boomer Siasen on the Greg Hill Show saying, yes, there's something going on with Mac. He's being affected. 
and just got to suck it up. Suck it up. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. Let's go to John in the car. Thanks so much for calling KJ Late Night WEEI. You're on the air. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, I just I so disagree with your um, with your take that it's not a take. Mac, it's what it is. You know, if you're saying Mac has been um, average for this year, you know, I, I'd almost say he's been a little under average for this year. But to say that's all he's ever going to be, I, I think that's I, I just I don't agree with that. I mean, we would have been saying the same thing about uh, Josh Allen after a year and a half. I mean, everyone was saying he was a bust. They have the same skill set, right? Like the whole thing about Josh Allen was this guy, he's a mobile guy. They said they reminded him of John Elway when he was drafted. Elway made a lot of mistakes early on but could use his legs. Who was Mac Jones compared to when he came into the league? Uh, You know, I don't know who he was compared to. Average. Um, (laughs) He's just bored. He might have been average. He might be below average. He might be above average, or he might be average. But until this guy gets an offensive coordinator that knows what he's doing, which these clowns, which these clowns clearly don't. And until he gets an offensive line that, that you're not having first round draft picks getting pulled from, it, it's just so hard to make an assessment. Um, it's just you it, to make an assessment, whether he's good, bad, or above average. I, I just don't think it's, it's, you can even make that assessment right now. So John, do you right think, now, do you think that Mac Jones is broken right now? Yeah. Um, Look, I think he's um yeah, I think he's fractured. Yes, I think he's a little bit I think he's a little bit shaken. Uh, um I don't think he I think his off I think the lack of an offensive line, that embarrassment that happened to him on um that was so irresponsible by Belichick. T- taking him out after three series. I, that makes that was just how can you not be broken by something like that happening? That's just human nature. He was that's got to be crushing. So th- I think what's going to happen is in some of these games, the Patriots are doing right now what they need to do to win. They didn't need to score 45 points against the Colts or, or 50 points against Detroit. They did what they had to do to win. Now what's going to happen is in some of these games, they're going to be losing. They're going to be trailing against the Cardinals or against maybe the Raiders or some of these uh, other teams that against the Buffaloes. And this kid's going to have to come out, and they're going to have to be aggressive in offense. So that's what I think is going to change. And when they have to be aggressive on offense, maybe he'll fail, maybe he'll flourish. But until until that happens, until he gets that opportunity, which he really, which he just hasn't had yet. I mean, the, 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 these guys were the Jets were the sixth ranked, the sixth ranked defense against the run. In eight out of the eleven first downs in the first series they're running the ball average losing 2.4 yards per carry yeah the, the, the patriots problem is not the defense it, it's it's not the defense john thanks for the call there goes my old girlfriend she was in the pro bowl the other day doing the gritty and selling jerseys the old new england way all right let's go to chris thanks so much for calling kj late night on weei go ahead KJ, thanks for taking the call. I, I guess I want to, I want to kind of reframe the discussion. Um, you know, you hear Boomer Esiason saying, "Well, you know, the kids got to buck up." And you ready? Here, let me frame it this way. I I believe Mac Jones, as a quarterback, second year in the NFL, knows more about offense than Matt Patricia. Okay, yeah, but the, but the one, first rule two. of the first rule of, of of laws of power is you never outshine the master. 
Like, Russell Wilson's a great example of it. Like, you can't really think that Russell Wilson has regressed that bad because the coach has that much of no clue. So, but Matt hey, can't afford to do I'm that. Not, I'm not arguing with you on that yeah. one. Okay. I mean, I, you know, I think, I think the, I mean, where I'm going with you on this is this. You know, it's a damned if he do, damned if he doesn't scenario. So he gets out there and he does what he was taught by the master who's now in Vegas. And then you've got, you know, a nice guy, but he's, you know, you got a foot, in this instance, analogous to a foot doctor trying to do brain surgery. It doesn't work. This guy, yeah. this kid's looking at him, he's trying to do, so. you know, he's, he's thinking about the game in a more advanced situation. And, and, and maybe that's why Zappy fit in easier because it's not as complicated and the progressions are not as complicated. And look, I mean, I get it. Well, Chris, in, 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 in your medical examination there, while you say it's not brain surgery and going to a foot doctor, both of those doctors and the brain surgeon both take biology. You cannot be in, right. you cannot go into med school for anything if you don't know biology. And maybe Mac Jones is having problems with the biology, and Bailey Zappi's like, I understand biology. I can roll with it. So is well, that let me flip it, it the other way? It's in this instance, you have um, uh, McDaniels, who was the neurosurgeon, and you have, um, uh, 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 but he's not uh, coming back. Patricia and Judge are not getting let go. These are not some randoms that Belichick hired. These are people who are part of his fabric and cloth and who are going to be here. Josh McDaniels probably doesn't get any type of pink slip no earlier than next Thanksgiving. So, Yeah, no, KJ, I'm, I'm with you on it, brother. But where I'm going with this is this. So if you're not going to change the coach and you're going to leave the kid in limbo like this, maybe you trade him. I don't know. I mean, what, what, what are your thoughts? And I'll take it off air. But, I, I mean, it just, it, at this point, it, it's... Something has to be done. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, thanks for the call. Here's, here's the thing. You don't trade Mac Jones. You give him every opportunity to get it right. If he can't get it right, then there's got to be something within. If there's somebody else who's done it right... I hear people like, oh, well, it was against Detroit. It was against Cleveland. Well, yeah, those other teams did against other people as well. It doesn't work that way. It's like if it's an NFL check and it's quality, you know what I mean? Like one of the best defensive players of this of this decade plays for the Browns. I mean, it wasn't really a factor. I mean, it was a little bit of a factor against, but not really. So, yeah, it's really easy to say, say it on paper because think about it. Look, just two weeks ago, the odds oh, the Jets. It's, it's an annual homecoming game. <laughs> home and away. That's what we were joking. Look what they just did against the Bills. So every, all of these guys are better than any college player you know. You could take every best college player right now, stick them on a team, they get blown out by 30 by the worst pro team. But look, when it comes to Mac, at home, this in the three games that he's played, he's 1-2 and two at home. So that's got to affect you a bit, right? Because you're not winning the games at home, but you're doing better on the road. That's probably why you put him in the Jets game, and that's why I agreed. Get away from home. Don't hear because you have these three and outs consistently. We're going to let you know. You're going to hear it. And you've already heard the zappy chants already once. You don't want to start hearing them again. His passer rating is 15 points lower at home than it is on the road. Passing yards a game, 50 less at home than on the road. Do you think that could be a little bit of pressure, maybe from like the home base, like expecting more out of him? Shattered, shattered. 
right? Like you have to step above this. If you to go from good to great, you have to say, look, I don't care what they may be screaming from the stands, if they're screaming my backup's name, if I'm hearing the boos, I can't blame things. I even can't allow my facial expressions to let the television pick it up and show my frustrations and emotions. Head down, all the non-verbal communication speaks louder than whatever you can say in front of a microphone. Again, like I said, there was a, Humpty Dumpty was doing a lot of things before he had his great fall. So by the time he fell and the egg and the yolk fell out, it was real easy to do. In in the losses for Mac Jones, completion percentage is better. One touchdown, five interceptions versus two in wins. His passer rating is 16 points worse, but he's not sacked as much. He's sacked more in games when they've won than when they've lost. And his average yards per game, higher than they are even at home. 182 in losses, 160 if the game is at home, and that's a 1-2 record. There goes my old girlfriend. She was a Pro Bowl yesterday. I'm just saying. Here's Bill after the postgame on seeing, on about Max seeing the field. One of the best things we've done uh, in the last couple of weeks is take care of the football uh, in the passing game, especially. We've had it stripped out, but in terms of the passing game, you know, we've kept the ball from being intercepted and, and uh, really from the defense getting their hands on very many of them. And that's a good thing, but you know, the quarterback it's uh, you know, I think that's really a good point about still pictures and where guys are and all that, but it's also uh, where their eyes are and, and where their movement is, what direction they're going and how, you know, how, what, what their, what their body position and posture is at that point in time, are they getting ready to break forward? Uh, Are they still drifting backwards? Are they gaining ground depth backwards uh, to try to throw over them? Are they coming forward? Uh, So you've got to be careful about throwing in front of them or you can't throw over them and and all things like that. And again, for the quarterback, he's also, you know, has to manage the the pass rush and and see around, you know, a bunch of big, big bodies in there that are, you know, six, five, six, 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 four, whatever offensive and defensive linemen and, and to be able to, you know, stay calm with all that's flying around them there. Uh, and still get a good, clear visual picture of where the coverage is, where they're going, what they're doing, how fast they're going to get there. So, and, and the thing is, is Mac processing all that that quick, especially when there is more yardage, right? Out of seven picks, um, six of them, six of Mac Jones's pickoffs are between seven and ten yards to go, right? So you get Mac Jones into a second and seven. Third and seven, there's where the mistakes are coming. And you have to almost say, and this kind of goes back to the comment that Belichick, I played it last night about other teams seeming to know what the defense defense knew what they were going to do. And I think that's because if the defense knew that, hey, it's, it's second and seven, second and eight, and the first down run didn't work, they say, this is where Mac may give us what we want. It's just it's just absolutely fascinating. 617-779-7937, text line 37937, KJ, late night here on WEE. I will still talk Celtics. That's still to come. Plus, make money, money, where we'll go through the NFL lines uh, for this week. And, of course, a parlay that could pay out 
$35,000, and it's only four legs. So you might have to make that trip to a good person you could lay down some good props with. That's still to come. There's nothing wrong with Mac Jones being an average quarterback. The whole story going into this year was, how do you take something that was relatively good, the team outperformed what I thought their record would be last year. I thought last year maybe, I'm so used to now 17 games, at a 6-10 and team, ended up being 10-6, and right? And and fair enough, you know, they weren't going to catch the Buffalo train. Uh, But by beating him in that first Buffalo game, it was a it was a great psychological warfare win over Sean McDermott and Josh Allen and those guys. But what it did was fuel their fire, and it seems like those guys haven't punted ever since that second game against New England at home. They didn't in the playoffs. They didn't at that home game. They haven't punted in the several games this season. I'll get. I've got to get into. I'll get into what's going on with the Bills and the AFC here shortly. But in terms of Max development, that's what this year was all about. That. You did not expect any regression. However, I was highly disappointed in saying, you're not going to, Bill, you're not going to get this guy like a real offensive coordinator, like a a real, real one, not a learn on the job one, because this guy's still learning on the job. And at the time I was living in Washington, D.C., when Robert Griffith III was drafted, then his next year there was another quarterback, you know, there was another offensive coordinator the next year. I think Shanahan had left. Then there was another one after that, and then the guy kind of became like just the shell of himself. Plus, there was an injury. So you literally had something that was all pro its first year, got them to the playoffs, virtually with a similar record, like 10-6. and But at the same time, they brought in Kirk Cousins, right? You're like, okay, you took this guy number one, two, I forgot which one it was. Yeah, he was second behind Andrew Luck. Right, and then in the third round, you take Kirk Cousins from Michigan State? But you're not thinking that anything's going to come over Kirk Cousins because of Robert Griffin III. And Robert Griffin III has been out of the league now for a minute. And Kirk Kirk Cousins is still in it. And I think that's very similar to what you have with with Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. I think that's also, like, to bring it back to the coaching standpoint, why when we talked at the beginning of the year, so many people were saying, if Mac regresses, you blame it on the coaching staff because nothing was surrounding Uh, him. No, you blame it on Bill because that's a Bill decision, and nobody stepped to Bill about that. Have you heard the question? Bill, what's the grade you give the offensive coordinator, you give the offensive play calling so far this year? What's the grade you give it? A, B, C, D, E, or A, B, C, D, or F? If he doesn't answer it, then you know it's not an A, B, or C. Nobody's asked Bill Belichick, what what grade would you give the offensive play calling so far this year? Because then you would get a statement of, how does he see it? Now, if you get, well, it's constantly growing, and it's still matriculating, and some things are still being worked out, there have been some good things and then some bad things, then you say, that, that sounds like a C. A D means that you're almost towards the edge, and F is over it. And I think virtually the entire fan base would say, this thing is standing on the ledge, looking at itself, jumped already off the cliff. But I think that's why people are defending Mac, because of the coaching situation. Like, but they're if there expecting was, no, more. No, 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 but if there was a Bailey's, if Bailey Zappi went in there and looked horrible with that same system, with that same offensive line, then absolutely, it's it's called a variable, right? Like, when you put a variable inside of something... The constant, you say, okay, if it looks like everything else that that's the constant, then whatever the constant is, is the problem. So despite how bad and a bad choice of these guys who are running the offense, 
there's this variable that's actually made it work. And it's maybe that's a hidden treasure that you hold on to. Maybe that you say, hey, give Mac the opportunity to figure it out. If he can't figure it out, then we have a straight-up quarterback competition next year because I can't see how Belichick would say, this is just going to be the offense for this year and then totally do something next year unless Bill O'Brien says, you know, Alabama, we ended up losing five games last year and they blew everybody out. Okay, then, yeah, you might go to something new. But Patricia's not going anywhere. Judge is not going anywhere. Mac Jones isn't going anywhere. I Again, trade is not, you know, that would be giving up too soon because you want him to be able to adjust to a poorly designed car. He still has to drive. And it didn't help that if Bailey, like I said, if Bailey Zappi went in there and stunk it up, then you would say, okay, yeah, this thing really doesn't work. And think about it. If Brian Hoyer doesn't go out with the head injury, Brian Hoyer stays in there and you get your atypical Brian Hoyer, the offense still looks bad or about the same. And you don't have this zappy fever where people are thinking this third-string quarterback could play, not because the guy's necessarily better than Mac Jones. He just happens to look better in this bad system. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. KJ Late Night. Thanks so much for hanging out on WEEI. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Like, I think it can be fixed, yes, but I also believe that you have to have the people that are understanding of how to fix it. You know, and I've been, guys, you guys, I've said this since March. You know, I haven't been on board with this play calling selection. I, I just haven't. I've, I've always felt like this is going to end very poorly for New England offensively. And there was that two-week stretch where I was sitting there going, okay, when Zappi was playing and they played against the, the Lions, and the Browns, that now that we have more information on those defenses, you look and go, okay, a lot of teams should be successful against those offenses. And there was that stretch where I was like, oh, man, they're being so dominant in their internal run game and the play action pass has been such a good job and Jacoby's winning, but they've gotten away from that. You know, they don't really do that much anymore. So, and I've talked about that. So to fix it, yes, there's a lot to fix, though. I think the timing of their pass game is so out of whack. Late night. W-E-E-I, KJ, thank you so much for being here. That's Dan Orlovsky from ESPN talking to Gresham Keith. Look, unless you challenge Bill on what's going on with the offense, nothing's going to change. Belichick's his own boss. He brought those guys back in. I limb-basted look. What is he doing? I mean, this is set up for his, for his sons to probably be the defensive coordinators at some point. 
you're not really paying attention to the offense. People believe that Bill would be star- – I thought at some point Bill would have to annex the play calling, and then I wondered how that would affect the whole team. Would the defense suffer? We're, we may be getting pretty close to the point where, you know, let's just call it what it is. You know, Boston may have to annex, you know, Malden or something. <laughs> you're now just greater. Everett, you're not really – you just got a Boston zip code. Like, some of your mail get here. You're, you've just been annexed. I think that just what ha- that's what has to happen. 617-779-7937. Let's go to the text line 37937. Joe, what you got? So we got a 401 texter that really enjoyed the opening clip we played uh, when, <laughs> Gre- when Greg uh, asked Belichick, or he told Be- Belichick that uh, Shime had been suggesting about Mac Jones and all that. And he says it was a very cowardly way for Greg to ask BB that question. Yeah, how tucked in were the shoulders? My goodness, like... You know, it's like my ten, my 11-year-old daughter has a dance tomorrow. And thank God they're having these middle school dances in the day. Because if they're at night, trust me, I would be outside like, let someone go and ask my daughter to dance. And the song is under 89 BPMs. I will have them for lunch. It, 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 the shoulders tucked in like, would you like to dance? Like, uh, Shine did it. Oh, come on. Ask Bill. And who, I, I don't get, yeah, I'm not on during the day because I would ask Bill. Bill, give a letter grade to the offensive play calling so far this year. There's no comment. Then it tells you it's a D or an F. <laughs> Anybody who has a kid, how, how are you at school today? If the kid got a 60 on a test, they don't say, I got a 60 on my test today. They don't say, uh, it was okay. Or they say nothing. It's going to, like, I, you know, like sometimes I kind of laugh at Olaski a bit, but I agree. And that's what I've been saying from the beginning as well. It's going to get uglier before it gets prettier. And what happened was it got pretty for a second for with Bailey Zappi, and you had to ask yourself, could this be something pretty with this particular person? That's what happened. All right. Let's make some money. Hit it, Joe. Hey, I won the bet. Here. One dollar. <laughs> I can give you half. You need to relax. How do you pay, man? Straight cash, homie. <laughs> <laughs> The lines are out for Week 10 in the NFL from BetMGM. That's where I get my lines from, and that's the label that pays us. Tomorrow night, Falcons are a two-and-a-half-point favor at the Panthers. You know, look, the last time they played, the game kind of got away and became some type of shootout. I don't see that happening again. Well, it had uh, that crazy ending. Remember, DJ Moore up the Hail Mary, but then they missed the extra point, which led to the Falcons that, overtime. That's winner. not going to matter this time because the Panthers are still horrible at offense. P.J. Walker's going to stay in there. Baker Mayfield got in there last week. Look, the Falcons are just going to run the ball down the throw of the Panthers, and I'll give you some props here shortly that could potentially pay off $35,000 off of this particular game. But uh, Sunday morning from Germany, Seattle Seahawks at Tampa Bay. How cruel is that to the Seattle fan base in Seattle? Yeah, get up 6.30 in the morning. There's a ball game on. Um, Tampa's favored by three, and I think what Tom Brady did at the end of that last game put a shot of hope in that team once again that, hey, we're in a bad we're in a bad division. We can still win it. Get away from the crowds. Get to Germany. Tom's divorce is final. Maybe he goes lucky like Mick Jagger meets a couple of nice German models and hangs out on an autobahn and then throws for four touchdowns. I like the I like I like the Bucks 
minus three in Germany against the Seahawks. Uh, what's supposed to be the showdown game of the weekend, Minnesota Vikings at the Buffalo Bills. The Bills have been playing coy about what's going on with Josh Allen's arm. Could be a UCL injury. Now, typically, rest for that calls for anywhere from several weeks to several months. The Bills are playing it day by day. Um, I like the Vikings to cover the three and a half, and I think they win this game because I don't think that Josh Allen plays. So I'll give you the I'll give you what some of the money on that is coming up here shortly. That's some irony right there. Case Keenum returning to the uh, team and playing the team that like he made his career on with Minnesota. Case Keenum is no. It's like case closed. That game is no. It's, jump on Minnesota at three and a plus three and Story a Storyline standpoint, come on. It's kind of cool. No. Uh, Detroit Lions at the Chicago Bears. Chicago is now favored, favored in a game by three. And I'm going, yeah, with the Bears because Justin Fields can outrun anybody and Detroit can't stop anybody on defense. So I like the Bears in that game for a turnaround. Broncos at the Titans. I like how the Titans are kind of re-morphing themselves into this RPO action where it's run Derrick Henry or run Malik Willis. I don't know if you put um, Ryan Tannehill back in just yet. Denver is still struggling with an identity. Uh, They got rid of Nick Chubb. So let's see where they are in terms of commitment. They're two-and-a-half-point dog at the Titans. I like the Titans to cover and win that game. The Jags at the Chiefs. Chiefs favored by nine-and-a-half. Need I say more? I like the Chiefs. Browns at the Dolphins. The Dolphins favored by three and a half. I think the Dolphins are the surprise team of the league, but watch out for the score. You may want to look at an over of 48 and a half. Miami can't really stop people who run, but the game may be a shootout where Miami wins it. Look at maybe the over of 48 and a half in that one. Houston Texans at Giants. I like the Giants to cover that one at minus five. The Saints at the Steelers. I actually like the Steelers, and they're a dog because you just don't know what you're going to get from the Saints. Andy Dalton continues to kind of stink a little more and more and more as the weeks go by. If they put Jameis Winston in the game, then you know how bad it is. Indianapolis Colts at the Raiders. Jeff Saturday making his debut against Josh McDaniel. If Josh McDaniels blows this game and the Raiders are favored by six, and I would even jump even on a higher number, like maybe even 13 and a half to get some value, I can't see any way the Colts have any chance of winning anything beyond a first down in this game. I like the Raiders to get healthy. What was supposed to be a featured game, but because the Packers are horrible this year, Cowboys are favored by five at the Packers. Aaron Rodgers is blaming everybody except for the guy who makes $50 million this year. If if I work in Green Bay and I work in the front office, I'm looking at that line itemized thing. You're like, did you realize we gave this guy like $10 million, you know, like this month just to suck this bad? I like the Cowboys to cover the five points. I don't see Green Bay going anywhere. I've got an upset here. Arizona at the Rams just released today that Matthew Stafford has entered the concussion protocols. Like, you don't do that like the first couple of days, like suddenly you do it now. Arizona's a a one-and-a-half point dog. They've got DeAndre Hopkins back. They've got mobility at the quarterback position, and I think their feelings were really hurt and their season possibly decimated with that loss to the Bucs the way that had happened. I like the Cardinals in an upset. Chargers at the 49ers. Chargers are a seven-point dog. Uh Uh-uh. I think this is the game where Jimmy G doesn't get the ball moving. Christian McCaffrey can't get going what he's trying to get going. I like the Chargers in an upset. The Chargers are a sneaky, dangerous team right now. And then the Monday night game, the Commanders at the Eagles. The uh, Eagles are favored by 11. Uh, Yeah, 
make it 11 and a half and just even get yourself a little more money. I just don't see what the commanders can actually do. So, in the Sunday game parlay, take Vikings at three and a half at the Bills at plus 150. Take the Steelers and their one and a half point dog against the Saints at 105. Take the Cardinals to beat the Rams at plus one oh five at plus at, at plus one and a half points at plus one oh five and the Chargers to cover the seven point spread and win at the 49ers plus two forty. A one hundred dollar bet pays you three thousand four hundred seventy two dollars. Yeah, and on the Thursday parlay, four legs. Take an alternate line of Atlanta to win by six and a half at plus one sixty. Falcons to win by seven to twelve points plus five fifty. Take the points total under thirty six and a half. I just don't see the Panthers putting any points on the board plus one eighty five. And Cordell Cordell Patterson first touchdown. I think he slams it in for the first score of the game plus six fifty. Play that four leg parlay at a hundred bucks pays you thirty five thousand. $390. And that's how you make money, money here late night on WEEI, the second hour with Late Night with KJ next. Thanks for hanging out. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 